Good morning, America. This is Wayne Ahart speaking for the Old Glory Network podcast. You know, Old Glory is about what's right and wrong about America. And our goal is to make Old Glory great again. Ladies and gentlemen, the title of my subject today is Farmers and a loaf of bread. Well, you know, I have had a blessed life of 82 years so far. I grew up in an awesome family of nine kids and and parents that were as good as they come. You know, if Walt Disney had known them, well, he would have made movies about them. If Louis L'Amour had known them, He would have written at least one more book. And if Norman Rockwell, well, you know, Norman Rockwell never met them. But he drew about them because many of his art masterpieces could have been about them. Because his art often described them and um, America that they grew up in. You know, us nine kids never wanted for love or lessons of how to act respectfully, behave ethically, prayerfully, patriotically, and how to carry our own load. In other words, they taught us to eat by the sweat of our own brow. So with that kind of background and training, I grew up to believe that I could achieve anything I wished if I wanted to bad enough. And so what does bad enough mean? Well, it means that if I am willing to dream of achieving and then setting a goal and willing to work and study and hone my skills where I am worthy of achieving my dream, and my goal, then I can. So, ladies and gentlemen, since I was about 12 years of age, I began a journey to try and live what my mom and dad and my older siblings taught me and to repeat the examples that they set for me. Like my older brothers, I began at age 12 to sell newspapers on the street corners of Little Rock, Arkansas. And then later got a job at age 13 working at Venable Lumber Company in North Little Rock. That began a friendship with Doyle Venable, the owner, that lasted until his death. Then at about age 22, I was recruited to move to Oklahoma and become a salesman for a new life insurance company, National Foundation Life. That began a friendship with the founder of that company that lasted until his death. And the founder was D.N. Nick Pope. 
what a great man Nick Pope was. It was there that I that I set a goal of someday starting my own life into health insurance company just like he did. Occasionally at sales meetings, the person conducting the meeting would encourage us to stand up and discuss what our life's goals were. What did we hope to achieve at National Foundation Life? And when I told them mine was to be the founder of my own life and health insurance company, well, that was followed by howling belly laughs. But that didn't bother me because I understood. I understood that they didn't have the same training I had. They didn't have my mom and dad and my older brothers. They didn't have the positive attitude I had, nor the belief and the faith that I had. So I just let them laugh. But I had the last laugh. You see, most of them didn't even last as a salesman for that company. And I went on to start and build five, yes, I said five life and health insurance companies. In the process of building those companies, I learned that the key to success in building a new company from scratch was to surround myself with outstanding successful leaders. Number one, their success uh, to, would, would be utilized to serve on the board of directors of those companies. And their success in various fields provided me a source of advice that was invaluable. No matter what might happen, one or more of my corporate directors had already experienced it and dealing with it before. And then number two, having several people of proven success and integrity gave our company credibility, instant credibility. Well, you know, I had uh, a total of 48 American leaders, winners, serving on my five boards of directors. Well, today I'm going to talk about just one of them. His name is Dr. Earl Butts. Well, Dr. Butts was the agri-economics professor at Purdue University. He also was chosen by two American presidents to serve in the president's cabinet as United States Secretary of Agriculture. Now, I had the good fortune of knowing, becoming acquainted, and knowing well several of America's most knowledgeable farmers and ranchers. I discovered that no matter what political party they supported, they had immense respect and admiration for Dr. Butts. I was watching the 6 o'clock news one day, and they had Dr. Butts speaking to a large group, and, that, and then he made a demonstration that was worthy of Hollywood. 
we had just come out of the Jimmy Carter era, and inflation was destroying the pocketbooks of all Americans. Now, one of the things that had increased in price uh, as a result of the inflation and increased rapidly was bread. Well, a lot of people, particularly the news media, were blaming wheat farmers for the price of bread. So Dr. Butts, speaking before this large crowd, which included news media and, and economists and farmers and everyday citizens who were the buyers of bread. Now, he brought with him a loaf of bread, and he asked the cameras to zoom in close as he took a pair of scissors and cut open the loaf of bread from one end to the other. Now, he parted the covering so that each slice of bread could be seen clearly. And he described the whole process that farmers go through to break the ground and plow it, plant the seeds, water the plants, harvest the fully grown seeds, and deliver it to the mills. Then he pulled out just two slices of that bread. And he held them up high for all to see. And he said, this is all the farmer gets of the whole entire loaf when it's ready for sale to the public. The rest of the loaf goes to the mill, the truckers that delivers it, the company that wraps it in the covering, the unions that they all work for, and the grocer for space to display it, and all of their employees. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Some of it goes to an advertising agency and print, radio, and TV to do the advertising. Oh, one more thing. Each step along the way, the IRS took a slice of the price from the farmer and the miller and the trucker and the grocer, the ad man, and all of their employees. Now remember that the next time that you buy bread, the whole process starts with the farmer and they get only two slices of the loaf to pay all of their expenses and a tiny profit to live on. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you are a conservative, well, you're certainly going to want to listen each week to the old Glory Network podcast. But if you are not, then you really need to listen. I encourage you to call your friends, your neighbors, and your relatives and encourage them to listen also. If you love America the way I do, then help us keep it. And if you love good music like Sinatra and Marty Robbins and others of that era, then you need to learn about my son, Kevin Dale Ahart. He performs out of Los Angeles, but you can buy his songs at 
iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, and, uh, and Amazon. Now, I promise you, you will love it. Just do yourself a favor and look him up. Check him out. And now, by the way, he has a complete CD of all cowboy songs called Cowboy's Revenge that he has written that will remind you of the great Marty Robbins. If you wish to order it, you can email me, Wayne Ahart at weahart at gmail.com. That's only $15. That's 11 great songs. And by the way, that $15, that covers shipping. That's with free shipping. Now, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's no cost to you. And leave a five-star review. If you would, man, oh man, I would appreciate that. And visit our website at oldglorynetwork.com. And happy trails, ladies and gentlemen, until we meet again next week.